I want to turn your attention this morning to the book of Acts chapter 16 and verse 23. The book of Acts chapter 16 and verse 23. This week we have been focusing on being free from addictions, being delivered from hurts and hang-ups and heartache. And uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit today about that. What is it? We talked on Wednesday night a little bit about laying the foundation and uh, we talked about the law of choice. I'd like to talk to you a little bit today about what God does. We talked Wednesday night about what we can do, but today I want to talk about what God does. How many of you are glad the Lord does for us what we can't do for ourselves? Yes, he does. 1623, and when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. I want to focus in verse 26 on that phrase that the foundations of the prison were shaken. I want to talk to you this morning on this subject. Shake the foundations. Shake the foundations. I wonder if you would lift your voice in your hands right now. Would you ask God to anoint our time together? Lord, we have come into your house today to lift up the name of Jesus. We've come, Lord, into this place that's designated as a house of praise and a house of prayer. We have come together with your people, those that had been baptized in your name, bought with the blood of Jesus, sanctified by your spirit. We've come together, Lord, to join our voices together, to join our hearts together, to join our faith together, and declare that you are the greatest power on heaven above and in earth beneath. There is nothing too great for you. There's no addiction. There's no sickness, there's no trial, there's no trouble, but that your anointing and power cannot shake the foundation. I pray that you would touch hearts and minds today, Lord, and I pray that you would set the captive free in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. We know that every building must have a foundation. You can only build a physical building as tall as your foundation is strong. Every successful relationship must have a strong foundation of love and trust and respect. So the strength of anything of value is based on the strength of the foundation. Every life lived has fundamental values that serve as the foundation. The formative years in all of us create a foundation upon which we process all of our learning, experiences, and even our actions. I wish I could say that every living human on this planet has a strong foundation, but you and I know that this is simply not true. In fact, most lives have a faulty foundation, a foundation with cracks and scars, a foundation that is marginalized with mistakes and fears, hurts and hang-ups. 
things that become a part of our early development are put in concrete. We don't even realize it. It's under the surface. Why we react the way we do. Why we like the things we do. Why we are tempted with the things that we are tempted with. It is all part of our foundation. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is a freestanding bell tower of the cathedral of the Italian city of Pisa, known worldwide for its unintended tilt. The tower's tilt began during construction caused by an inadequate foundation on ground too soft on one side to properly support the structure's weight. The tower began to sink after construction had progressed to the second floor in 1178. This was due to a mere three-meter foundation set in weak, unstable subsoil, a design that was flawed from the beginning. The tower was built in stages over 200 years, and the builders realized from the beginning that the structure was shifting. Attempting to correct the lean, the builders put taller pieces of stone on the south side and shorter on the north side. For example, the bell tower has six steps up to the base on the south side and only four steps on the north side. As a result, the tower is slightly shaped like a banana, as you can see on the screen. The tower continued to lean with an increased degree of angle so that numerous efforts have been made to restore the tower to a vertical orientation or at least to keep it from falling over. Most of these efforts failed. Some worsened the tilt. On February 27, 1964, the government of Italy requested aid in preventing the tower from toppling. It was, however, considered important to retain the current tilt due to the role that this element played in promoting the tourism industry of Pisa. In other words, they didn't really want to fix the problem totally because people come from all over the world to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. A multinational task force of engineers, mathematicians, and historians gathered on the Azor Islands to discuss stabilization methods. It was found that the tilt was increasing in combination with the softer foundations on the lower side. Many methods were proposed to stabilize the tower, including the addition of 800 tons of lead counterweights to the raised end of the base. The tower was closed to the public on January 7, 1990, after more than two decades of stabilization studies. The bells were removed to relieve some weight, and cables were cinched around the third level and anchored several hundred meters away. Apartments and houses in the path of the tower were vacated for safety. All of this due to a bad foundation more than 800 years ago. This construction has proven over the centuries that if you don't fix the foundation, everything else is an exercise in futility. So the question before you and I today is, who can fix the faulty foundation of our lives? I rise today to tell you 
that there is only one, and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can deal with the foundations of your prison. Everything else that you try is simply putting a Band-Aid on the cancer. You've got to get down to the foundation. And who is more qualified than the one who created you and breathed into you the breath of life and designed you in his image to reshape our foundations? He does not just deal with the symptoms. He can go down to the crevices of your heart and cleanse you from the inside out. Jesus shook the foundations of their preconceived ideas when he came to this earth. God Almighty robed himself in flesh, was born of a virgin, Mary, in the city of Bethlehem. And it wasn't long before he was already challenging their forms of thinking. They had never heard such kind of teaching. He taught earth-shaking principles. The law was just maintaining the lean, but the words of Christ challenged the foundations. If you want to just maintain the lean, then you can do that without God. But eventually the tower is going to collapse. But if you are ready to get back in a vertical orientation where your life is aligned to what God created you to be and to do, you've come to the right place today because God has got the power to shake the foundation. He said this, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. When life passed from Jesus, the Bible says that the earth did quake and the rocks ripped. This was not just another crucifixion. This was not just another execution. This event caused the foundation of nature to react. The Bible goes on to say, And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. The graves were opened. Now I want you to think about that for just a moment. The graves were opened. There is nothing more restrictive than the grave. Let me say this again. There is nothing more restrictive than the grave. The grave can put a cramp in your style for sure. You may think you're all this and that and bad, but the grave, when it gets you, you are in real captivity. But even the grave had to deliver. Because it was holding in its grasp the very one that created life. So he could shake the foundations of even death, hell, and the grave. I want you to understand this in the context. If you think that drugs and cigarettes and alcohol and pornography and other addictions are powerful agents of bondage, I want you to remember today that the grave is even more so. And if the grave had to deliver at Calvary, every other physical addiction has to deliver up the body of a saint of God at Calvary. 
I've come to tell somebody today, you don't have to live in bondage. There is a God that will deliver you if you allow him to shake your foundation. Jesus taught, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. You've got to start at the beginning. Born again. Get a new foundation. A lot of times people come to Christ, but they don't want to be born again. They just want to add Christianity to their already busy lives. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you got to be born again. We've got to go down and change your foundation. We've got to get down to the root cause. We've got to get down to what started at the very beginning. You were born into a natural world, but now Jesus Christ, through the power of his spirit and the power of his name, allows you and I to be born again as not just natural beings, but spiritual beings. You say, how does that happen? You must be born again of the water and the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. You got to go down in the water in Jesus' name. You got to ask God to forgive you of your sins. And then you've got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Which is the nature of God inside of every one of us. And the evidence of that, according to Acts 2 and Acts 10 and Acts 19, is that you will speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. He gives you a new language. He gives you a new foundation. He gives you a new way of thinking. It shakes the very foundations of our lives. Everything about Jesus was based on proof. His teachings, his life, his death, they were all interwoven with powerful evidence. The plan of God from the very beginning was to give you and I a tangible, physical grasp on what the glory of God revealed to man could produce. What a life lived according to the principles of the teachings of Jesus could be. What the Spirit of God living in man could transform. What the remissions of sins could do. There was no mystery to this message. It was earth-shaking. It was life-changing. It was heart-mending. It shook the foundations. Even of the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court of that day, the Jewish council, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. He said when they brought that lady who was caught in adultery, they brought her and they said, now the law says she must die. Here she is, Master. There is no disputing the facts of the case. She was caught in the very act. You're not going to get off on some sort of a technicality. This person is guilty with multiple witnesses. And the law says to Stoner, now what are you going to do? They were all designed to trap Jesus. Because this message of his was shaking the foundation. It was shaking the foundation of the Jewish customs and the Jewish laws. Where are thine accusers? He spoke to that lady. He had told those Pharisees and Sadducees after they presented this lady at his feet. He said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. The Bible says they all turned and dropped their stones and walked away. And then he turned and looked at the woman and he said, where are thine accusers? They're all gone, Lord. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. 
Hallelujah. You say, what was so earth-shaking about that? Because prior to that, that was a person who had been condemned to death. But now there was this earth-shaking. There was this foundation-shaking message that says, you know what? The love of Christ can give you the power that you can go and sin no more. If you can really understand what it is to be in relationship with Jesus... This is not just some philosophy. This is not just some belief mechanism that uh, only is, uh, is attractive to those that are in some sort of theological circles. This is what shakes all of us from our very foundation. He is merciful. He is gracious. He is forgiving. Changes us from the inside out. This gospel of the love to Jesus, it's not something that was just a fad for that time. It's more powerful than anything else in this world. It's more powerful than all the silos of nuclear weapons scattered around this planet. It's more powerful than any military, any army, any government. It's more powerful than any political manifesto. It's more powerful than anything you and I know. It is the love of Jesus. It's more powerful than the message of fear and hate. It's more powerful than the message of hopelessness. It shakes us at our foundation. It changes us at our core. I remember a number of years ago when I was evangelizing and I was preaching up in northern uh, Alabama in a place called Gadsden, Alabama. And we were having a revival and God was doing an incredible thing. And toward the end of that revival, I believe it was either on a Sunday night or a Sunday morning, there was a man who came and I watched him during the service and uh, he just listened. He wasn't disruptive and he wasn't necessarily responsive, but he just listened. And when I gave the altar call, I noticed that he came down to the front and he sort of just stood with the others with his hands sort of folded like this. And I went over and prayed for him and it didn't seem like there was much response. So I moved on and prayed for other people. And then I came back. I kept finding myself drawn back to him. And I started praying with him a little bit more and I started noticing that there was some tears that started to come. There seemed to be a response of wanting God to do something in his life. So I prayed with him for a little bit and eventually... He sort of broke through, and you could tell there were walls and layers and levels and whatnot, but he finally began to open up, and as he began to open up and ask God to forgive him of his sins, the Lord filled him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, and he was so full of joy, and there was such a contrast between the way that he was when he came to that service and the way that he was uh, at the end of the service, and so uh, I started talking to him a little bit more, and he started telling me that he had just come to church uh, for the first time uh, that day. And he said, the life that I've lived was not a very uh, uh, life to be proud of. And so I started talking with him a little bit more. And I found out that for many, many years, he had been the head of the Ku Klux Klan in Alabama. And he said, and he talked, you know, a little bit about his background. And he talked about how his life had been ruled by hatred. And he said, there was something that happened to me tonight. And he said, the love of God came all over me. And he said, I want to spend the rest of my life loving people, not hating people. I want to spend the rest of my life telling people about the love of Jesus Christ. I just saw the pastor of that church a few months ago when we were in Tubelo, Mississippi for board meetings. And I said, 
Brother Davidson, do you remember so-and-so? And he said, he's still in church. Folks, that's been almost 30 years ago. The love of God shakes you at your foundation. I don't know what your past may have been. I don't know what may be in your ancestry, but I know a God that can shake you at your foundation. He can make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. He shakes you at your very core. Changes the way you think. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, without God, it is easy to go back to these addictions, back to these bondages, attitudes, perceptions, feelings, thoughts that are immobilizing and destructive, even when we have freed ourselves from them temporarily through determination and discipline. You've got to have Jesus. I said, you've got to have Jesus to make a supernatural change in your life. Jesus taught this, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Jesus shakes the foundation. You begin to realize you're not a loser. You are a child of God. You were not created to fail. You were created with purpose. The foundation is shaking. If you don't change the foundation... You just end up doing window dressing, trying to solve it like they did the Tower of Pisa with taller columns on one side or making your life look like a banana. We need something more than just our strong will because we don't have the capacity to change the foundation of the problem. We can't do it on our own. Jesus taught he said to the rich young ruler, go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. The Bible said he turned away sorrowfully. He shook the foundation of this rich young ruler. This rich young ruler thought that he had done everything right. But he wasn't willing to sell out everything to Christ. I'm going to tell you the reason why you deal with bondages of the flesh. Addictions that hold us captive. It's because we don't totally sell out to Christ. We keep a certain part where we're going to stay as the ruler of that domain. If you want to be free, if you want him to change you from your foundation, you got to turn everything over to Jesus. you got to say like Paul did, in him we live and move and have our being. If there was anybody who was shook from their foundation, it was the apostle Paul. He turned from being an executioner to being a preacher of righteousness. He turned from fighting the Christians to being the biggest advocate for the Christians in that day and age as an apostle to the Gentile. You know why? He said, in him we live and move and have our being. He said, he changed me from the very core. Jesus shook the foundation of this rich young ruler. And the Bible says he turned away sorrowfully. Why did he do that? Because others don't want the problem solved. Because like the Tower of Pisa, they make too much money through tourism. They want to keep their old friends. They want to keep their old lifestyle. They want to keep their old pleasures. Some just want to manage the issue. And they don't want deliverance. We have the ability to stand that thing up straight. That thing was built on an old river 
estuary of 10,000 years ago. And the water came and went and it's still down there in the subsoil and the sands are shifting. And the Bible says that if you build on shifting sands, it will not stand. But we have the ability to fix that. But the government of Italy says, don't fix it. It brings in too much money. We just want it to stay leaning without falling over. We want to just maintain. There's a whole bunch of people trying to serve God. They want to maintain their lifestyle. They want to maintain their old friend. I'm going to tell you something. If you want to be delivered, you got to say, God, I give everything to you. I lay it all on this altar. I'm not holding anything back. I don't want to just maintain. I want to give it all to you. If you give it all to God, he will shake the foundations of the prison. Jesus is not what you're looking for if you want to just maintain the tilt because he's in the business of shaking the foundation. If you want real deliverance, if you want the foundation to be changed, Jesus is the answer. And ladies and gentlemen, in this day that we live, God is wanting to take us beyond superficial Christianity. The God that we serve is not wanting you to just read about him. He wants you to experience him. He is not interested in a wink and a handshake. He is a powerful God who wants to do a powerful work in your life. I'm thankful for this because I believe that humanity is hungry for a real, genuine relationship with God. We are through just going through the rituals just going to church to see and to be seen. We need a God that can shake us at our foundation. We need a God that can help us with these addictions. We don't need another religion. We don't need another gimmick. We don't need another doctrine. We don't need another book. We need a God that can shake us at our core and turn our life around. And I've got good news. We've got it. It's all in Jesus. I said it's all in Jesus. We want to know him. We don't want smoke and mirrors. I had a man tell me several years ago, if God will deliver me from these drugs, I will serve him. We prayed and God delivered him and he's still serving God. It doesn't matter if it's alcohol, nicotine, pornography, immorality, gluttony, gambling, they all get a foothold in our lives through the fractured foundation of our human existence. So the cry of every human soul is for a spiritual deliverance. Paul said in Romans 7, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I know he was asking a rhetorical question because when he got to chapter 8, he began it by saying, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's who's going to deliver us from this body of death. It's going to be the love of Jesus. It's going to be walking in the spirit. Getting up every day and saying, God, what can I do to glorify you? I'm glad that this is the day that the Lord hath made. I realize that even as I'm preaching this message this morning, I feel the resistance in our human nature because we don't really think God can deliver us 
But I rise today to tell you this under the boldness and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That God is going to deliver people this morning from addictions that will allow their foundations to be broken. If you don't want to believe it and you want to sit on the sidelines and keep on dealing with your prison, you go ahead. But there's some people that's going to have a jailbreak this morning. There's going to be some people that are going to say, I'm going to worship and praise God like Paul and Silas did. And while they were praising God, while they were praising God, the very foundations were shaken. You say, how do I get there, preacher? You begin to say, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting Father. Everything I need is in Jesus. Stand to your feet this morning. Whether you realize it or not, we are all crying the same prayer. I tell you that there is only one, and his name is Jesus. He will shake the foundation. But if you don't want that, then this altar is not for you this morning. If you don't want, if you just want to maintain the tilt, then this is not an altar call for you today. But if there is something inside of you that says, I need a supernatural demonstration of the delivering power of God, then I want you to come right now. I want you to step out from where you're standing, and I want you to come down and stand at this altar. We're going to pray a prayer of faith and deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. And I don't know what you may be struggling with. You may be struggling with fear. You may be struggling with anger. You may be addicted to prescription drugs. You can't go to bed at night without taking a pill. You can't get going in the morning without taking a pill. I've come to tell you that God can deliver you. I said God can deliver you. When nobody is looking, you get on the internet and you're not looking at the things you should be looking at. You think that it's a secret, but God knows. And God said, I've given you a message this morning that you can be set free by the blood of Jesus. Come on, I feel a jailbreak coming. I feel a jailbreak coming. Is there any Paul and Silas's that are in the house today? People are still coming. People are still coming. I feel the foundation starting to rumbling right now. The Bible said they begin to sing praises. We're going to sing praises. The Bible says that when they prayed, the foundations begin to shake. I don't know what you may be dealing with, but I've come to tell you about a God that'll shake the very foundations. Come on. Come on, Paul and Silas. Lift up your voice now. I said lift up your voice and begin to shout, I am free. I am free by the blood of Jesus. By the authority of the word of God. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the name of Jesus, be set free. Be set free.
That's it. As you feel the Lord deliver you, begin to lift your voice and shout it out with praise. Come on, you ought to do it. I believe God has done it. I believe God has set me free. That's it. I'm free by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If God's done something for you, you ought to give him a shout. Take it by faith. Take it by faith. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 